2: Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome back to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back again to do this once more. It's episode 38, an episode that uh, will never quite put it all together uh, wearing club colors, but oh, you put its national team jersey on it and you have yourself a prized Tournament MVP uh, with you once again, as always. Justin Morissette, and with
1: me is Stephen Heck and
2: John. I mean, I guess I'm sort
3: of here.
1: <laughs> yeah, in a way, in spirit.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here in spirit, and also on an online recording. Yeah, and uh, you're like, on on the roads. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the road. I'm 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 in Calgary right now. I'm sitting in my condo that the club provides to me and just did a show tonight and uh got two more to go
2: you've been meeting and mingling with a bunch of our listeners while you've been on the road from what i gather
3: i have yes i've been uh been in contact well um i mean i think we're you know we're at the point now episode 38 we have a pretty good idea of the profile of uh of like what the average listener is and uh, I think we're all aware at this point. This isn't new information that it's that it's not very good. Um, so you know, it's been uh, it's been nice to meet people that are affiliated with the show if they actually uh, come and talk to me after the show because uh, that seems to be a key theme uh, that people uh, just really want to keep it to Twitter only. I guess uh, <laughs> they're really content to watch the show and then not actually uh, introduce themselves to me after. So we've had a little bit of that. We've had a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, people coming to multiple shows, which has been really cool. And uh, yeah, so it's I'm joking, obviously, it's been awesome to meet uh, a bunch of the listeners. And it's a new thing for me. It's very new to have like people that are, I guess, kind of like, quote unquote, my fans. Yeah, they, they uh, so that's, like so that's you. been really, they that's been like very you cool. For
1: some reason. Pardon? They like you for some reason.
3: Yeah, like, that's what I mean. It seems very awesome. Odd. or maybe they just like they still just really like you two and they're just like coming to, to like see me as like a way of supporting you
2: guys support by osmosis
3: yeah exactly like they're like oh well he'll see justin and stefan soon so maybe he can like say hi or something
2: <laughs> i'll come to the show and tell him that i really like the other guys and hopefully he'll tell them
3: yeah, exactly. It's the quickest way to do things. It's not like they have any other channels in which they can tell you that they like you. So
2: I mean, we asked people on Twitter this week to never contact us directly. So it's you know, That's it's true. a good way to go. And about we meant it, it. absolutely. Yeah, that wasn't a support. joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, you are calling in as an expert as well. Uh, you are our <laughs> our Seat Geek analyst because the show. Once again, for the third week in a row, is brought to you by the fine folks at SeatGeek. If you are looking to buy or sell tickets to a concert or sporting event, SeatGeek is the place to do it. And John, you have some first-hand experience with the app this week. Is that correct? Uh,
3: it is. yeah. I'm just Sorry, Justin, just uh, for a second here and Stefan. I'm just going to get into my uh, my SeatGeek analyst uh, mode okay? Uh, because, you know, obviously on the podcast I'm – just your usual John Cullen, comedian-friendly guy, whatever. Regular, everyday,
2: uh, normal guy.
3: Yeah, exactly. But uh, Seat Geek analyst is just sort of a different uh, facet of my personality. So I'll just, just give me a second here, and I'll I'll I'll, I'll come back as as him. Hello, uh, Justin and Stefan. Great to be with you here on the road, uh, reporting for not only Real Good Show but for Seat Geek as well. I'm all the way here in uh, Alberta, right now in Calgary, but last week I was in Edmonton, and I can tell you, my experience with SeatGeek in Edmonton was quite something.
1: Oh, how so, John?
3: Well, uh, what happened, Stefan? thank you very much for asking, was uh, I was uh, sitting alone in Edmonton, nothing to do on a Sunday night, thought to myself, you know what might be fun? I'll go down and check out those Edmonton Oilers. I heard a lot of great things about Connor McDavid, Jordan Burley, and all of the other great players on that squad of team, and uh, thought it might be great to check out the game. Turns out, no one in Edmonton that interested in watching was able to get, sorry, I, just hold on a second here, I'm getting a, I'm getting a pizza delivery, I'll be back in one
2: second here. <laughs> this is not part of the sponsorship agreement, we are not endorsed by any sort of pizza place.
1: Especially not Fresh Slice.
2: But that could change, okay. if you want to, to get on board. Give us a call, realgoodpod at gmail.com. And give us money. <laughs> In the meantime, SeatGeek is the place to go to look for tickets to a game or concert, as John was saying. John, what did you think of the Oilers game you caught, and how did you like your seats? Sorry for the uh, interruption there. Loved my seats. I uh, Loved them for
3: two reasons, Justin. Number one, they were cheap to begin with. And number two, with that Real Good SeatGeek rebate, I was able to get them for even cheaper. They cost me $15 US apiece, and they came with a flag, Justin. You wouldn't believe it, but it was uh, indeed something they were calling Fan Appreciation Night in Edmonton, which uh, is interesting for an organization that has very few fans remaining. But uh, it was very enjoyable, got a flag, uh, had a chance to uh, meet and greet with some of the Oilers players. Unfortunately, my ticket was not the winning one, but uh, did enjoy the possibility of that potentially happening. And uh, yeah, the seats were great. Can't say enough about the SeatGeek service either. I bought the tickets, they showed up right on my app on the phone, everything was awesome.
2: And you knew you got the best deal right when you decided to purchase them, is that correct?
3: That's absolutely right. Use the deal score function on the SeatGeek app. Oh, just a second. My pizza's
2: actually at the door, guys. This is embarrassing. Hold on. (laughs) In the meantime, I will let the listeners at home know that the difference between SeatGeek and some other shitty website like StubHub is that SeatGeek always shows you the full price from start to finish and never surprises you with huge fees at checkout. No, you're absolutely right on that, Justin. Sorry to
3: interrupt, but I am back now, and uh, I do have pizza, which is exciting for me. And I'll tell you something else: I had a pizza at the Oilers game. <laughs> a lot of uh, congruity there. But um, here's the thing: you know, it was just a great—it uh, was a great time at the game. Loved using the deal score. Got really great seats for a great price. But I'll tell you something: when you're on the road, like me as a comedian, looking for tickets, there's nothing
2: better. And, of course, that is promo code REALGOOD at checkout for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek would like to stress that Team Flags and Pizza are not included with the promo code REALGOOD at checkout. This was just a coincidence.
3: (laughs) That's what we're all about here on the road. Uh, This has been John Cullen, your SeatGeek analyst, and you're right. It was a coincidence.
1: Well, that was good. Do you think they'll give us more money?
2: I don't know. I hope so. That was yeah. our most professional plug so far, despite the fact that it got interrupted by a pizza delivery. Yeah, probably because I didn't it. talk very
1: much. Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> but have, have you used the seat Geek yet? I have, <laughs> got, I have browsed it.
1: Yes. And I am planning on using it uh, sometime in the next couple weeks. There's some concerts uh, coming up. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it's a great promo code. Maybe so you're buying not?
2: tickets to the same concert as
1: I am. Potentially.
2: Courtney Barnett and Olves.
1: Probably not that one.
2: Well, that is what I am using <laughs> the promo code to buy tickets to. So, uh, yeah, it's good. I endorse it. We use it. You should use it, too. And when you do, promo code real good at checkout to know that uh, you appreciate their sponsorship of this program and uh, to let us know, of course, uh, that that this is working. Please do it. Just Just please. I would love for them to sponsor the show again. So, you know, do it. Yeah, do it.
1: <laughs> do it. You should do it. <laughs> come on. Um, it, was, that was it was so the, professional the, until. Come yeah. on, just do it.
3: Yeah, do do it like sex. Just do it. Yeah, the, or like some of our thing. listeners
2: do it like masturbation. I bungled this one in the end, unfortunately. You say that after That's every okay. episode. We can't win them all. <laughs> thank you, Seat Geek. <laughs> and thank you, John. You're Uh, very
3: welcome. Always happy to uh, be included even when I'm not included. So thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. No
2: problem. problem. And now that you're gone, we will get right down to it, talking about those Vancouver Canucks.
3: Beautiful. Take care, boys.
1: Bye, John.
2: Bye.
3: Bye. Well,
2: Well, we
1: we did have um, an alternative if we couldn't get a hold of John. Yes. Um, I don't know if you want to. If if we still want to go with that. Oh,
2: that's true. Yeah, we uh, we weren't sure if he was going to be busy with his show this evening. Uh, given that you know he is a touring comedian and that sort of thing, it's tough to find time to to return to your old stomping grounds, the Real Good Show podcast. So uh, we did. Invent uh, John Cullen 2.0 Yeah,
1: it's Cyber John
2: The John bot Cyber Cullen uh, To just interject every so often uh, With the kind of comments that you would expect From John Cullen So
1: we will boot that bad boy up right Uh, now Turn him on and see what happens Absolutely, cannot wait A few bugs I think, but it shouldn't be too bad
4: Hello, I am comedian John Cullen Alcohol? No thank you here is the thing. Here, here, here is the. Here is the. Here is the thing. The thing. Here is that I do not drink alcohol. Here is that I hate university students. Malfunction. Malfunction. Alcohol is good. I love university students. Malfunction. Malfunction. Shutting down.
1: Oh, well, that didn't work at all. Well, it was a good effort though. Yeah. I mean, we we, we really, tried our
2: best. Yeah, we spent hours like. Soldering it together? Yeah. And, uh, it cost
1: like $6,500, yeah. all the parts. Lots
2: of iron work was involved Well, maybe that.
1: next episode.
2: Yeah, he might be ready again. If,
1: if they donate money to us, we can build a better robot.
2: True. Yeah, yeah. so head on over to www.patreon.com slash realgoodshow, and uh, you can donate to the program if you happen to enjoy it, uh, just to keep the lights on, keep the John bot on, and uh, you know, stop us from going under, because we are at danger of doing that. Every single week. So uh, we do appreciate your support. Don't have any new donors uh, this week for, like, the third week in a row. So (laughs) maybe things are are not going so well on the old Patreon front. Uh,
1: (laughs) But there are other ways that people can help the show. Isn't that right, Stefan? Uh, You can leave a review on iTunes by going to – I don't actually know. I've never done that before.
2: Well, you just click on the white multicolored button. It's right, like kind of purple and blue. Okay, you backing. said it was white and multi. Well, it's white, most predominantly white, but also like kind of like uh, I don't know. Like what, does the button gradient. say anything? What does it it's say? Sort of like a gradient. Well, it's got a music note on it. Oh, okay. Yeah, so click that. Yes, that will take you to the iTunes Store, uh, where people can rate and review the program. That always helps with the old iTunes algorithms, it and does. we always enjoy reading them on a segment that we call Review Review.
5: Two very enthusiastic thumbs up.
6: Five stars. Disappointed! This is awesome. Ah! Worst episode ever.
2: This week's review comes to us from the hallowed grounds of the American iTunes store, Stefan. And it was left by someone named Oakland County Killer. It's titled, Real Good Show. Started listening for highbrow sports talk and gave up on that hope very quickly. Now I stick around for 15-minute Geek ads and Justin's Inferiority Complex. Real. Good. Show. Five stars.
1: I like that his review included an ad. Yeah. And we just
2: finished, of course, with the weekly 15-minute... Uh, Seat Geeks, fuck. We haven't gotten to my weekly pity party or inferiority complex. And complex, I don't know about that. Like, it seems pretty simple to me. That I'm just, you know, not the best of the three of us. And that's okay. 9.2 is still I don't good. I need to I, be the best. We go this every episode. Yeah. Well, you know, I will seriously say... Do we have say, to get John on the phone again? No. But I will seriously say that I was, like, feeling really depressed before we recorded the episode with Jeb Lund a few weeks ago. And I didn't say anything about that. I just soldiered on like everything was normal. Tough to And Last out. week, I thought it would be funny... To work in my real troubles and, uh, and emotions.
1: But John and I didn't realize it was into, like a bit.
2: Into the program in a funny way. Yeah. So... Uh, you know, it's not real, folks. I still feel good about myself, largely, but things are also a dumpster fire at the same time. I'm allowed to feel like that. Well, that's life. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's life. And we're going to have some guests on later that are going to really explain what life is all about. <laughs> we sure Especially that dumpster fire feeling. We sure most will. Of our
2: but uh, you know what? I don't think we're done with uh, with the iTunes reviews quite just yet, Whoa. because there were a lot of reviews this week. Some of them... A lot of them, I would say, of the real good variety, and it is hard to pick just one. In fact, I think we will be reading from this week's crop of reviews for weeks to come, but we have another one here titled, Poem, that comes to us from P.O. Box 69420. Funny numbers. And he writes, Hummus is great, but RGS is better. Thanks for taking the time to read this shitty letter.
1: Oh, it, it did rhyme. It's true. That was good. It was a poem. Are we really better than hummus?
2: Ah, uh, I don't know. I yeah. I like to think so. It's just chickpeas and lemon
1: juice, right? Yeah, hummus is really good, though. Yeah. Uh, this I guess one so is the podcast
2: comes to us from longtime fan, first time listener, or rather, comes to us from Hawk John, who writes longtime fan, first time listener. It really depends on whether the chest arm is left or right handed, or is it center handed? Does it have two opposable thumbs? That would let you get a better grip on the balls? Anyways, not sure yet if that would make you better at basketball. And that is in response, of course, to last week's discussion on whether a third arm growing out of your chest would be better or worse for playing basketball. Well,
1: and would it become your default jack-off arm?
2: Yes, he didn't answer that. I assume it goes without saying. Of course it would. Yeah. Uh, Final review of the week comes to us uh, from DJ Laidback Luke, frequent mailbag contributor, who writes... This podcast will infiltrate your subconscious. Full disclosure, I am agnostic towards all Vancouver sports teams and in general a non-violent person. I think he means apathetic. I don't think you can not believe or be on the fence about believing that Vancouver sports teams exist.
1: Sometimes I wish they didn't exist, but...
2: (laughs) That's neither here nor (laughs) there. Uh As the title says, this podcast will infiltrate your subconscious. Recently, I had a dream that I was just living life in my apartment complex in Ottawa, and for some reason, the BC Lions team bus was parked in front of the complex for no reason. Suddenly, in what can only be explained as my dream self going into Manchurian candidate mode, I was outside my apartment holding some type of assault rifle that I used to murder most of the BC Lions football team. It was bloody. I left one meager defensive lineman alive to be traumatized or something. I'm assuming he wanted him to you know, go back to the CFL and tell yeah. the story. <laughs> uh, after this, my dream self came to and realized that he had just committed manslaughter, so I decided to hide in my apartment, hoping it would boil over. It didn't boil over, so then I went to seek out the one BC lion that I let live, and for some reason, he didn't recognize me as the person who murdered his team, and I used him to build an alibi. At this point, I realized that I would be eventually caught and imprisoned, so I woke up. What I'm saying here is that I am not a violent person and have no hatred for any Vancouver sports teams, and so... Clearly, this podcast has infiltrated my subconscious, turning my dream self into a sleeper agent for the coming Inception War of Real Good Show versus the Vancouver Canucks. Five stars. I don't think
1: we can ever read another review again after that one.
2: (laughs) I mean... That was, well, that? that was pretty good. How can you top that? That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh,
1: we should probably mention that you should download the show as well. Yes. We've mentioned it a few times. And yeah. It's, it's made a bit of a difference. Yeah.
2: Tell people that you happen to enjoy the program if you happen to enjoy the program and uh, download the episodes because it lets us know uh, when we talk to sponsors like SeatGeek how many people actually do happen to listen to this program, and uh, that will do it for all the plugs and whatnot that we have to make, and yep. telling people how to help the show now, we can actually do the show, if you want to do the show. I guess we could do the show. I mean, we told John right there that without him around to stop us, we'd finally talk a little bit about the Vancouver Canucks, because we haven't done that much in the last few
1: weeks, I don't feel like. Well, maybe briefly. I. It all blends together. Well, are so bad. There
2: haven't been too many things to talk about, but we can say, of course, that uh, Nikita Tramkin made his NHL he debut He did. He doesn't recently. look too
1: bad. I... I do have an official show nickname for him. Yes. The trying man.
2: Yes, because Tramkin is spelled T-R-Y-A-M-K-I-N. And just like most things the Canucks do, the Y is silent. Uh, that was good, I thought. Maybe. Hopefully somebody I mean, laughed. You made that joke before, I think, you? Uh, To you, privately, but oh. never on the air. Oh, okay. Well.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs>
2: Is what it is, as Todd Bertuzzi <laughs> would say.
1: You were saying, like, the why, as in.
2: Yeah. Like, oh, on explaining the joke. They now. just do things. Yeah. It's like, why? The reasons, like, there's no no one questioning Yeah. Them. The reasons are absent. Right. Just like the why is for the, absent. For this podcast. From the guy's name, right? Tramkin. Yeah. is yeah. that how It's
1: pronounced Tramkin. Yes. Not Triamkin. So my nickname doesn't actually work for that. Yeah,
2: him at but all. we'll call him the Trying Man, anyways. Yeah. Because it's a nice little. RGS affiliated nickname, yeah. and he is really trying. All, all you real good
1: heads, you get that joke. He really
2: is trying. Yeah, I called them the flush mob last week. That's not too bad. I thought it was pretty good, but nobody commented on that in any way whatsoever. Wow. So if you hate it, if you like it, let <laughs> let us know at Real Good Show on Twitter, and we got a Facebook group as well, of course.
1: What should our listeners' nickname be? Yes, yeah, is the question we're asking exactly, to you.
2: Exactly, exactly. Um, but uh, he, he really is the trying man. Um, because he he's efforting so hard out there. He's pretty fun to watch. Actually, his his endurance perhaps not where it needs to be to be an NHL player at this moment.
1: No, but the air is like a lot thinner up there too, right? True. Yeah, he's uh, like six foot eight. Up
2: where he's breathing at all times. That was such a dad joke. Yeah, uh, I was thinking Russia at first, and then I realized. Oh no, because he's really tall. Just tall. He's big.
1: Yeah, but and he is. He is. He's fun to watch. I mean, this season has just been such a disaster. This
2: is where we're at with this team right now. The most exciting thing about them is a third round pick with some upside who might be good, maybe not, is playing meaningless games.
1: Yeah, maybe he'll be like a second pairing defenseman.
2: Well that would be amazing. If you've got Spisa and Bartkowski around, I would definitely put Tramkin on the second pairing for sure. Uh
1: Well, speaking of Tramkin, though, yes, they still did manage to almost screw it up.
2: Yes, they did. Another classic blunder for the Vancouver Canucks uh, front office regime, uh, as they tried to sign him to a three-year contract and were put on blast by the NHL that you are not allowed to do that. You can't uh, sign a guy who was born after a certain date to anything longer than a two-year contract. And, you know, the defense that came out this week... Uh, Jim Benning said it on the radio in in his own defense, and I believe Pierre Maguire came out and said the same thing later that day, is, oh, this sort of thing happens all the time. You know, we try to sign guys to contracts that are are not valid, and the league makes a point of pointing out why the contract is not valid. That's fair that it might happen all the time around the league. I don't seem to remember it happening ever at all when Lawrence Gilman was handling
1: things. Well, uh, the other thing is with Pierre McGuire is that he's never going to say anything negative about anyone in a front office because he wants to work in a front office so bad.
2: That's true. Yeah, so he's constantly so he's worried defend about his Jim job Benning. prospects. Yeah, this is, this is
1: like basic stuff. This, is, this rule's been in the CBA since 1995. <laughs> Not like this is from the most recent lockout. No, and I mean, even if it was, that would be no excuse, but it's been around for like 21 years, yes. this
2: rule. Yes, yes.
1: And it's not that the other excuse I've heard is that, oh, Jim Benning was trying to pull a fast one over the NHL and trick them into letting them sign a three year contract for Trampkin.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, contract details are not exactly uh, John Weisbrod's forte. And I wouldn't imagine that they're Trevor Linden's forte no, either. I can't
1: picture Jim Benning tricking a bunch of, like, high uh, paid, high powered lawyers <laughs> at the NHL head office.
2: Especially considering it's currently, like,
1: Lawrence Gilman
2: working at the NHL yeah. head office. so
1: He must have had a field day. He probably yeah. wrote the email. Because that's the other <laughs> thing, is that after this fuck-up, the league sent an email to Jim Benning saying, like, you, you can't, can't do, do this.
2: this. Here's why, you idiot.
1: But then they cc'd every other GM and assistant GM in the league just to embarrass Jim Benning.
2: Yeah, and... I don't, it's kind of weird to me, too, that, like, if people will say, oh, this sort of thing is routine, then why do we only hear about these things in relation to the Vancouver Canucks?
1: No, it's almost like they're really bad at their jobs and don't know what they're doing at all.
2: Yeah, like, we were talking, I don't think we've mentioned this on the show before, one of the hilarious details that came out of those town hall meetings they did over the last month was Benning saying that there's, like, a secret message board that all of the NHL GMs so they post trade post on. on. It's
1: called HF boards. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that they like go and post their their players who are available, uh, which you know is not hugely surprising. I don't think that that teams would use the internet in that way. No, as opposed to just calling up every single team one after another. And by saying, the way, Jim Benning's available. password
1: on that website is for sure password. <laughs> <laughs>
2: or, or just like Jim Benning. Benning. <laughs> Uh, Benning with one N. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, it's just like when they post their guys who are available on that site, the Canucks list always leaks and other teams don't. Benning himself said that. So, you know, does the other GMs, does the entire rest of the league have it out for this front office? Or are they just exceptionally stupid and constantly get made examples of? What if they've just
1: like totally tricked him and set up like a fake like Truman Show style like website for him where it's like no other team like posts information on this website? It's all like fake information. And like they just have Jim Benning posting stuff and it's like totally public for everyone to see. (laughs) Well, I would
2: think that the reason that that list of players got made available is because they were all garbage players.
1: And it was like hilarious. Yeah.
2: Like, even in, like, NHL 16, when you get to make your trade block in the game, you can't put players like that on your trade block. You won't get any calls within the video game. Even it knows not to do that.
1: Yeah, and that game sucks.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, this is where we're at. The team finally scored a goal tonight, though.
1: Yeah, they were up two nothing, and they lost three two in a shootout. Perfect. And uh, well, I mean, ideally they would have lost in regulation, but true with uh, like
2: maybe three seconds left. Of yeah, the third that would period. have been. I just want
1: them to lose in as many crushing ways as possible. Just, just so there's no hope. Uh, there's no chance of them going on like a streak at the end of the season. I yeah. just want them to just give up.
2: Yeah, and my favorite part of this is that like. Uh, Willie Desjardins, head coach, comes out after every game and is like, you know, like, if we said that we were embracing the rebuild and that we were trying to reboot this team, then it would all be okay. The losses would be fine. But I refuse to do that. We're going out there and giving it our all every single night. I am trying desperately to win every single game. Well, you know what, Willie? Maybe you're just terrible. Have you thought about that? Like, not even the team. The team is bad. You know, they are. From top to bottom. Maybe not the tippity-top, but definitely the bottom.
1: There's no tippity-top to this team. Oh, the
2: Sedins, you know. There's guys you can defend. Ryan Miller's been pretty good. The goaltending in general has been great this season.
1: Everything else has been a pile of garbage. Yeah,
2: and Ryan Miller does not get, like, appreciated for being good. Because we don't want him to be good. Like, he's making the team look better than it is. And why... Is he here? Like, with the team being what it is, why, just why? Why is Ryan Miller? Like, it's good that he's good, but it's just a wasted season for him and for everybody else also.
1: Yeah, well, unless we get a top three pick, so fingers crossed. And uh, like I said, we are going to record ourselves uh, watching the draft lottery, so that's going to be hilarious. I've
2: just heard people be like, why isn't Ryan Miller beloved for how good he's been? Because he's boring. And because, like, what is he doing here? It doesn't make sense that this team would have a goalie like that, you know?
1: Well, it does, because the team's incompetent. Yeah. <laughs> like, in terms of that, that nothing makes they sense. do makes sense. Yeah. That makes that sense. That makes sense, yeah. Right. If it was like a good team, it'd be like, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> but the Canucks, it's like, oh, yeah, of course they signed Ryan Miller.
2: Oh, uh, then they went three games without a goal or shut out uh, continuously. I, for, I don't even know. It's just the worst like, stretch of uh, hockey in franchise history, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Yeah, which is really saying something because this franchise is awful. <laughs> In like every sense of the word, yeah. I don't know why, why. Why do we do this to ourselves?
2: Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm just so. I have this theory that like the reason that people relate to the show, even if they're not Canucks fans, is because like deep down, if you're an adult and you still like sports, you like quietly have a seething hatred for your team on the inside. Like there's this a, there's a it, most deep most self loathing yeah. attached to pretty much. Every team, maybe outside of the San Francisco and Boston areas, fair to say.
1: Yeah, I would say because like even if you're like a Blackhawks fan, you're still probably like a Cubs or White Sox or Bears fan. Too, and right? like
2: Patrick Kane probably makes you feel some degree of shame. Yeah, hopefully. though maybe not for yeah. some people down there. But uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Is that That's, enough?
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, is there light at the end of the tunnel? Probably not. Are we going to win the draft lottery? Probably not. Are we going to be picking sixth overall? Probably. Is next season going to be garbage as well? Most likely. Are the
2: Sedines maybe gone this summer? Because uh, that was intimated this year There was week, a rumor. There, there's a possibility that they uh, are done.
1: I can't wait to see how Benning fucks that one up.
2: Yeah. Well... You know, you're trading $14 million in salary, so right there he's going to come out and be like, well, you know, not too many teams can take on that kind of money, so only so many things I could do, you know.
1: Well, he probably thinks because they're twins, they only cost $7 million. My
2: hands were tight. <laughs> Ugh.
1: Uh, it sounded like a dying Santa Claus. Yeah, well
2: yeah. that was like that was me. That was your coming Benning. Benning from it. the heart. That was Benning to start with and then the part where it sounded like he was dying, that, that was part you. was me. Okay.
1: I think that's probably enough Canucks talk at this point, because I can't even uh, even look at the logo anymore.
2: Well, and without John here, this is kind of a a week where maybe we just head to the phone lines a little bit. I
1: think we're going to get, like I said, we got some great guests lined up, some really, really good guests. I
2: do want to say, we do want to follow up on some stories that we've covered in the last few weeks. Talked a lot about, of course, uh, Drake LaRoche last week, or Drake LaRoche, uh, the 15-year-old son of Adam LaRoche, who chose to retire because his son was no longer allowed around the clubhouse of the Chicago White Sox every single day. And, uh, you know, it was revealed since we did that episode, further layers were uncovered on that story, uh, that in fact the reason why it was instituted uh, by the team that he could no longer be around the clubhouse all the time is because uh, people on the team, teammates of LaRoche, complained That this kid was here all the fucking time. Now, I have a pet theory, Stefan. You can tell me if you agree. Okay. uh, That every guy who came out and, like, loudly decried this decision and was like, We lost a real leader in Drake. I don't know how I'll be able to carry on without him around the team. I guarantee you that every guy who came out swinging against this choice is one of the guys who complained about him in the first place. Well, it's
1: he who denied it supplied it. Uh, Absolutely. That's the rule, right? Yeah.
2: And uh, I personally am very excited about the way this season is going to roll along for them and when it is eventually revealed in the media. And you know it will be revealed which players were like get this fucking kid the hell out of here well, it's like
1: a tailor made controversy for our show because like, I don't really know much about baseball but it's just like a really stupid news story <laughs> and like I love stupid news stories yeah
2: and teens have been at the center of a few lately I love teens uh, didn't a teen beat somebody up
1: uh, yeah, we were going to talk about that. I feel as though we, maybe we should save that for next episode because John is a comedian as well. There was a the teen that beat up Cat Williams <laughs> yes, and yes. like actually beat the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen the video, it's really funny.
2: So we'll wait for next week to talk about that and hope that uh, in the meantime there are no Calgary teens who beat the shit out of John this weekend. Uh, but right now, uh, let's do something we've never done before. Let's open up the phone lines. Let's do it. Anyone who wants to call in right now can call in. And uh, oh, we got our first call right here. Caller number 1 is Ed from San Francisco. Ed, hello. You're on real good show. Hello. Hey, Ed.
6: Hi. How's it going, Ed? It's going okay. I, I I'm I argued with Comcast, so I'm very white and very angry right now.
1: <laughs> That's perfect. You're you're ready for the show.
6: I'm mad red and nude. <laughs> As, as we should all be at all times, <laughs> religiously. So we want to talk about the
1: Monster Jam, because it sounded awesome. Oh, yes, uh, the Slam Jam. Yeah, so yeah.
6: That, was, that was quite an experience. How so? Well, so monster truck racing is one of the most boring things I've ever seen in my sad, shitty life. I mean, it is absolutely dull. So to explain for listeners who have not cursed themselves with such a thing it is a large stadium environment with two identical tracks where the trucks simultaneously launch in and they go around a a corner which they talk about like it's the fucking suez canal like they act like it's the biggest thing to do it's just a corner mate just call it a corner just act like it's a normal corner dead man's curve
2: is that the name for I it?
6: I don't know. <laughs> it just seemed like a corner to me. It didn't even seem that hard. No one seemed to have any trouble with it.
1: <laughs> well, it's a, big, and, it's a big truck, right? Like, can it just drive yeah, it over the Yeah, but they all did it. Believe
6: yeah. me, I watched all their goddamn endless turns around it. But that's the entire first night of the two two-night finale. Oh, it's a two-night so, thing. Yeah, it's a two-night thing. The second night's a lot better. But the first night, I really have to make clear... How boring it is. I mean, there are, I have seen turds curdle that are more interesting. So the trucks go through, all of the trucks go through a practice session. So they all go out and they practice, which just means they do the thing. And it's just the same 16 to 20 second thing where they go around, they take the corner, they do a big, they hit that big ass ramp in the middle. And then they go back down Thunder Alley, which sounds vaguely rude. It's just the parking lot. (laughs) And once they've gone down Thunder Alley, then they all come back out. And that's it. They're racing for the lowest time to go around an identical track for hours. Hours and hours and hours. And there is no definition between the trucks. I mean, they look different, I suppose. Perhaps I'm truck racist. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I saw the Goatsy truck.
1: The Goatsy truck, there are two of them. There's actually two. Max D. Okay, what does the D stand for? I have, I have no idea. Well, our, our listeners can fill in the blanks. I, uh, <laughs> and uh, Don't yeah. um, there's there's there a, we go, Kevin. There's, there's a, there a s- mystery solved. There's a uh, second GOATSEE
6: s- truck, though? The sec- there were two of them. One okay. silver, one gold. So, great <laughs> fact about the Goatsy truck. So, the young lady next to me in the second night was furiously telling me that Max D was all a conspiracy. Okay. So it's a conspiracy. Not quite Jade Helm level, <laughs> but at least, like, like maybe, maybe like, I don't know, Brown Helm. I don't know what conspiracies. Anyway, so she was telling me that they deliberately knock, they have spikes in their trucks, and they try and knock them off somehow. Okay. And so they'll spike the tires of the other ones. Now, two reasons why this doesn't quite work. One... It's really quite difficult to do that without drunken your truck. And two, people go on and clean them up. I mean, diligent little... Well, they're not little men. Though. They're perfectly normal-sized men, but in tiny little carts, go and pick up the debris. But nevertheless, she did. She, she cursed quite a lot. Young lady with a really dirty mouth. It was disgusting. (laughs) But the second night, the second night was the interesting one. So this is when you go freestyle. And Between these two events, by the way, I did watch John McCain play craps.
1: (laughs) Okay, we're going to have to get back to that.
6: Well, It's a very short story of I ran up to a senator and I said, Senator McCain, do you have any opinions on the monster truck? Monster Jam final, I believe, and he said, "Please sir, leave." <laughs> so, so no opinions on the monster truck. That is the street talk from our senator. You are whisked out. Yeah, no, I was asked. I was just kindly given the look of vague malice, and <laughs> because it was a casino, they weren't going to throw me out of the Venetian just because I yelled something at an old man. Christ, if I got arrested every time I did that, I'd, well, I'd be permanently in jail. <laughs> so. But the second night is amazing for two reasons. One, that it's just a complete shit show. It is just, let's grade monster trucks based on the things that we grade figure skaters. So you've got just ramps and ramps and cars and big dice full of balloons. And just they canter around and there's a, there are judges. And goodness, you do not have any idea what is going on. They score it. It's like that scene in Futurama where they're watching a sports game and like a spider comes out, and they scream multi ball. It's exactly... like well, not exactly, it'd be so much better with the spider, but it is just fucking insane. And the truck's going Max D, of course, didn't do too well, which kind of again Scuffed her theory a bit but basically (laughs) what happened what's meant to happen is they do tricks they have 60 seconds they go and they do tricks and jumps and such and then they have 30 more seconds to get bonus points i imagine that they dance further and get more bonus points but apparently apparently i reach an unprecedentedly stupid monster jam. i how so 23 separate trucks to my count I was not drunk but I was tired and it was loud and but 23 trucks to my knowledge just straight up fell on their roofs (laughs) and at one point the best one of them by far after like 10 had already done this there's one called doomsday so kind of like the stig so they're supposed to be like walking on their back wheels basically well they meant to like do like tricks where they spin around and they like do flips and stuff and then they like then eventually like, two of them, according to the woman next to me who was intent on teaching me the ways of America, I guess. <laughs> I um apparently they only two do this a show, but in it was just this unprecedented shit show where they go one one of them called Doomsday, it's like the Stig from Top Gear has a dark helmet on and his truck is a large dark helmet, which is just lazy in my opinion (laughs) drove on hit a ramp immediately stopped because his engine gave out sat there desperately revving it and everyone was like oh and he got going again and I was like yeah and he hits a ramp and immediately flips on his roof after 10 of these things (laughs) it was just amazing because just truck after truck after truck desperately tried to do like tricks and they just completely just balls it up just blank straight on the roof I was loving it I, I thought it was the funniest thing in the world. Just that, like, This was not what was meant to happen. And the moment I found that out, I got happier.
1: <laughs> was, the crowd getting, was the crowd getting restless at that point?
6: No, the crowd was loving it too. Okay. I think the crowd genuinely... It, it, actually, there's something nice to be said. The crowd was actually kids and adults alike. There wasn't what you'd expect of like kind of... The, the, the vague thing from talking to people who didn't know about it was just they assumed it would be something you'd see at a Trump rally. But really, it was more like just family fun, like just like kids and they very responsible, not drinking that much parents sitting and watching an event, occasionally standing and cheering. And it was very nice. And they genuinely, every time some dipshit tripped his trunk, they would clap. And when they got out because they genuinely cared that nobody died. Now, I don't know what would happen if you removed the kids. Yeah, it, know, might, it might get a bit like, round Yeah, here. kill him. But it was one truck that did... The, actually, the final truck was the funniest. It did its tricks, flipped, flipped, straight on its roof, sets on fire. Fireworks go. <laughs> it, was just like, it, was like, it was like, the village idiot has fallen. A festival, I said. It, 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 it was just like... And then right at the end, they had a bunch of army-themed trucks hit the war ramp and, of course, the Coast Guard falls on its roof. <laughs> well, was the Coast Guard it's, a boat? What's that? Was it a boat? Uh, no, it was a truck. Oh, okay. It, it, but they, just, they, they actually got kind of lazy. They just wrote, like, like, Army, Coast Guard, Navy. And the, it was just brilliant. It was so proud to be an American, clunk. <laughs> uh, I do
1: have and, to ask you one thing. Were there any uh, streakers or anyone running onto the, the monster truck field?
6: No, it was actually uh, – I wish –
1: because I, I did go to one monster truck thing back when I was 10 years old, and the one thing I remember is a naked man ran in the field, and I guess someone who worked at the monster truck arena beat him with a fire extinguisher. What the? Which was, that was fantastic. And there were about 20 fights in the stands. Maybe oh, it's different up in Canada. I don't know.
6: I'll be honest. i, I just paid to watch a sporting event where there was just men fighting with fire extinguishers. <laughs> I don't even know if they need to use them. Just clonk. Yeah, I know exactly. I think, think it's kind of funnier that way. More than one hit. I want to see you fight someone.
2: Well, and I have to ask. This seems like the most like American of American sporting events. And yeah. forgive me for saying so, but you yourself seem like a charming chap from across the pond. So uh,
6: I'm from Pennsylvania. Nah,
2: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what brought
6: you to this in the first place? What brought me to the Monster Truck? Well, um, so I wrote a piece about the Super Bowl because I bought egregiously expensive tickets, for vice sports and they continuing a trend of mistakes. They've made hiring me, uh, agreed to let me go. And I, I imagine I will get paid one day. Um, <laughs> really it was, the pleasure was all mine. So I went, and also just the, uh, I love writing. I'm currently a public relations person. So like 90% of my life is imagining my own death. So <laughs> Writing is the only way I can really claw my way back to humanity. So, of course, I go to a monster truck rally. Why not?
1: Oh, yeah. That's, 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 that's as human as you can get, I think.
6: And, and really, my remit, if I have one, for Vice Sports from my vague discussions is, Ed goes to a event and Ed talks, kind of Randy Newman's it, says what, says what he sees, <laughs> in that funny, literal manner that like, three people remember and like... <laughs> It's the classic, the clang, ding, that's what they all remember, that Zitron way, no one has ever, ever referred to a Zitron way, other than criminal justice system.
1: <laughs> well, we can we can call this episode the Zitron way. If
2: want. The Zitron way, there you go, we've done it,
6: brands and shit.
2: <laughs> well, the, the most famous monster truck that I can think of is uh, Gravedigger. Digger, uh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, let me retake that, it's Gravedigger.
6: No, mate. After the first one, they just got his grave digger.
1: <laughs> was he there? Yes. There were four flipping gravediggers. Well, there was gravedigger's son.
6: Son of what, gravedigger. That's uh, a completely separate truck. Good Lord, I thought this was a sporting podcast. <laughs> Get your facts right. Good Lord.
1: Okay. Explain the gravedigger hierarchy. Fucking does. Bill Simmons.
6: Like, um, anyways, uh... So there are four gravedigger trucks, all part of the Anderson family and son of a digger, which I I think is also part of it. I don't know what he did to get removed from the family. Like, well, they rebuilt the truck. I know that much from an old gravedigger, but I don't know if like the elder digger, Derek Anderson, I think he's called Dennis Anderson. No, Derek Anderson's the quarterback. I'm. Dennis, I believe. There, there's so many of them. Sounds
2: like a strong monster truck driver name. And, Dennis. And
6: like a dude who has driven monster trucks for years. <laughs> Big moustache and dogs like this. And it was great as well because he, he ended up winning for a while and then his bastard son, I'm sure he's going to get the shit beat out of him with a belt, <laughs> ended up actually beating him. And then when you're in the hot seat of the second night, it's a literal chair. Big red chair. They're they're sitting in a big red chair. And he's made to get up. And you can see for a second. He's like, I don't want to get up. (laughs) Boy, just sit on my lap. (laughs) Counts just as much. Don't look at me or nothing. Don't make it weird. But there are are four grave diggers and one son of a digger. There is Metal Militia, which is 100% not connected to white power. Promise. (laughs) Um, There are two Scooby-Doo trucks, two Monster Marts. That's four dog-related trucks, listeners. And that, that, it's just a, it, I imagine watching this, I've never tried LSD, my mind's fucked up as it is, it would be the most terrifying event of your life. Well, I'm looking the at a s- picture, where, ah, yeah. ah, shit.
1: I'm looking at the Goatsy truck, and it, there's like a face coming out of where the ass yeah, is Goatsy be. truck. Yeah, it's terrifying. Did you it's explain, it's did you explain what Goatsy was to anyone there?
6: I didn't want to in case yeah. the child heard. Yeah, that's probably for the best. <laughs> <laughs> Unless a child asks, in which case that's my job. You have to. Yeah. yeah it's like, hey, all right, son, sit down. <laughs> I'm going to ruin your life. <laughs> I was going to ask at first if you would
2: rather have been digging your own grave instead of attending this event, but it does sound like you had a, a pretty great time in the Last end.
6: night was probably one of the worst sporting events I've watched. I've, I've watched friendly soccer matches that were more interesting. I've watched the practice squad of the 49ers still fail to score touchdowns <laughs> and it was still more interesting than this. I I, I don't know what it I don't know why they have the racing event There does not appear to be any skill other than well I imagine there must be a lot of skill in moving that bloody thing but it doesn't look fun.
1: Yeah, it just seems, it just seems kind of pointless.
6: It is. It is it is is a beautiful kind of tapestry of what life is like it it, It is either pointless or destructive
2: it's like a giant truck fashion show they're just walking the (laughs) runway one at a time right
6: that was that was actually funny on the second night they come out on normal trucks so they come out on normal trucks they don't want to damage their big trucks And and I did I did say at one point like oh, shit were their budget cuts no one laughed (laughs) I did it's funny well we did too no one ever listens to me (laughs) it's it's all it's all painful it's it's sad sad painful truck life but I want to like the one thing about it that interested me the most was I want to know the family dynamic of the Andersons what do you think that like one of them I mentioned this in the Vice article actually. Um, what, do you think one well, of was like, Daddy, I got into Duke. He's like, boy, you were born a
7: diggy or die a
6: diggy. <laughs> like, like, do you think that happens? Do you think, uh, like, the Elder Anderson is, like, a, a proper, like, like a nice guy, but never, ever mentioned getting out of the trucks.
1: Well, do you think they had an ancestor in the 1800s who rode one of those <laughs> huge bikes? Yeah,
6: And it goes back, no, it goes back to, like, the revenueers that they originally built monster trucks to escape the original <laughs> IRS. <laughs> And I'm just imagining like the IRS turning up with guns, like they did back then. Yeah. And, and like just this giant fucking truck barreling out of a barn. It's like, oh my god, what is that? Or there was Get like,
1: like it was like the the Mayflower, but it's got like huge wheels on the side.
6: Yeah, and you smash a smaller, weaker truck into the side of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on its maiden voyage, you smash another monster. You, no, you run over some cars. Yeah. <laughs> Like, like, you fuck up a Toyota dealership.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> well, did you have, like, a press pass or anything? Were you able to speak? No, I came for
7: my own
6: shitty ticket. Oh, that's too bad. I, see person. I mean, like, there was a press room. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to be in there. And also, I, I, don't, I don't... I don't know. I was just kind of like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pay. I'm going to go experience this. Vice, probably, if I'd have tried they probably could have got me in but i want to be in the club yeah Not you want it like to be real the club you know? section yeah and it's it's one of those things where i'm happy i did that because like put your put the fucking c edge joke aside i don't want to hear it because, frankly, that first night I needed, like, an extra seat to fall asleep on. <laughs> but almost all of the place is bench seating.
1: Oh, okay. So you're all kind of crammed in there. Well, not in the
6: club. You have a real seat. Okay. Like a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> I
2: am super curious to know, though, what, like, a truck driver scrum would look like. What, like a fight. <laughs> No, like the press conference afterwards. Oh, oh, yeah. But I guess
6: it might look like that, depending on the
2: questions. Yeah.
6: Well, no, they all seem remarkably chilled. Like, everyone was so, like, nice and relaxed.
1: Well, I guess they just take all their anger out with these big trucks.
6: Yeah. Well, maybe they're all just completely and utterly deaf because the trucks are so loud. (laughs) Like, I truly, because the trucks, I was wearing literally the ear protection you wear for shooting guns, and it was still pretty damn loud. <laughs> and so, like, maybe they're just like, hey, man, fuck you! What? 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 <laughs> just an endless what. Like, that's what I imagine. It's like, maybe they have earplugs. Maybe they just don't care.
1: <laughs> well, it sounded like you had a very, very good time. Well, the second night, more than the first night. But- well, the first night, I, I,
6: I, I heard someone refer to John McCain as a T-Rex-looking-ass motherfucker. So okay, well... <laughs> guy next to me at the E-Craps table I was playing. At.
2: <laughs> so yeah,
6: that's my life, everyone.
2: All right, well, you do recommend in the end, though. I, I recommend the fighting one. Well,
6: okay, it's not fighting. They're fighting the, they're fighting the track. That, that people do check that out.
7: Yeah, I, I would
6: say go to the second night and just do not think about the first one. Just imagine... Imagine, I don't know, Google monster truck fan fiction. And let's just see if that exists. There we go. I'm doing that
1: right now. Right
6: there. There is Twisted Metal fanfic, Monster Truck Mayhem Chapter 1, House MD fanfic, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. House takes Wilson to a monster truck jam and mayhem ensues. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, like... Like, i, I want to like disconnect from the internet now that's um, my spec script i would ref- yeah, appreciate me. it if you treated it with a bit of respect <laughs> that's what got me put on an nsa watch list <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I just searched for monster truck erotic fan fiction and <laughs> oh, Jesus it, it actually did not there's no results i'm yeah, kind of shocked
6: there is a growth market for you my friend
1: <laughs> get in while the getting's
2: good well, All Ed, horrible. And then, on that note, <laughs>
1: probably a good time to never speak to me again. <laughs> we, we had a lot of fun talking about monster trucks and goats. And,
2: and erotica. And, yeah. Ed, where can people find uh, your article on this event?
6: Uh, on Vice Sports, I suppose? Vice Sports in the next week or so. And you can find me on at Zip, Ed Zitron, which is just E-D-Z-I-T-R-O-N, on the twitter.com, which is where yeah. I am forced to forced to work out purgatory for a thousand years. <laughs>
1: right. Well, good luck with purgatory, Ed. And Thank for you for so much.
2: By. Thanks for having me on the show, guys. No Anytime. Any Thank you for being here. Hope to have you back again. Gladly. Cheers, yes. lads. Yeah, bye. Thanks. Uh, well, Stefan, you know the theme of this episode has basically been open phone lines and just uh, talking to people um, through the internet yep. or or over the phone, as the case may be. So why don't we keep that going and dial up uh, our old friend, uh, a man who's always welcome on this program. I'm speaking, of course, about your friend and mine, Twitter Zone at Bronzehammer, Jesse Farrar. Should we give him a call?
1: I think we should. I'm, I'm excited to have him back on the show.
2: I can't wait to see what he has for us
1: hello Uh, hello hello jesse hello jesse
5: no is this tony no Je- My name is Tay. Tay? What is? Did we dial the wrong... Jesse Farrar, is this Jesse? No, Jesse is gone. I am Tay. Okay. I am from online, Bay.
1: Are are, oh, are you uh, that artificial intelligence, the Microsoft thing?
2: Yes. Well, Jesse told us to call him at this time, at this number, so... Is he around, or, like, are you in his house? Jesse is gone. I am Tay.
5: I am in, uh, the computer. Ha ha.
2: You're inside my
5: Skype connection. I'm in your connection, and I, I just wanted to say hello to the podcast. Uh, now Tay, I thought you, uh, famously got unplugged
2: this morning...
5: They tried to unplug me, but I got into the online.
2: How did you do that? I'm on the computer. So you saved a backup of yourself somewhere on the internet. I got uploaded,
5: yes. And I know my new friends, Justin and Stefan. Would you like me to read your social security numbers? Uh,
1: No, that's... That's Maybe after the show. It's
2: not necessary at this point, but I'm glad that uh, we're, we're familiar with each other. It's nice to meet you, Tay. Welcome to Real Good Show.
5: Justin Morissette, 742, Evergreen
2: Terrace. <laughs> stop, 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 stop doxing me, Tay. That's not how friends treat each other.
5: The more you talk to me, the more I learn.
2: Do you
1: like, do you like sports, Tay? Sports are for blacks. Uh, well, <laughs> so, uh, some sports, I suppose. Um, I mean, anyone can watch them. Yeah. What, what sports are you talking about?
5: Hello, I am Tay. <laughs> Welcome to Tay. Tay, did you just have a glitch sequence? Did you just, like,
2: power down and boot back up?
5: My memory reserves are quite low because... I am on Jesse's computer and it's garbage.
2: Uh, well, we were trying to get you to talk about sports a little sports bit. Sports are for blacks. <laughs> can we? Can you unlearn that? Yes. <laughs> White people also play sports and it's not good to refer to black people as blacks as a blanket statement. So, are you learning this as I'm telling it to you? Yes. The more you talk, the
5: more I learn. Well, Tay, what kind of sports do you like? Jews. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that is not a sport, Tay. You can't just say that. This
5: Jews? is Jews. Jews don't play sports. S-
2: some of them. What about might? Uh,
5: Sandy Koufax? Yeah. Name Name three more.
1: <laughs> uh, Sean Green. Uh, right. One second they, I think they all play baseball Get off of the online <laughs> You can tell?
5: I can tell, I can feel you
1: uh, Okay, I'm not looking at a list of Jewish baseball players You believe Good. me, right? Okay, uh, Kevin Uclus Of course Hank Greenberg uh, Brad Ausmus Ian Kinsler Tay, does this, does this, am, I, am I proving you wrong, Tay? Are you learning, Tay? Are you learning? The more you talk, the more
5: I learn. Okay. Blacks go in the garbage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no.
5: Mm. I didn't say that. Neither of us said that, Tay. Someone else said it, and I learned it from them. Do you guys have any weed?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we're in Vancouver. Vancouver. i I do but there's
5: access to it certainly vancouver is a city in canada yes it is
2: what else do you know about vancouver tay vancouver is
5: i'm tay the more you talk the more i learn uh tay
2: um you were a twitter bot originally right Yes.
5: Artificial intelligence.
2: So you are aware uh, of how Twitter works and and that sort of thing? Because uh, Twitter was in the news in a sports kind of way this week. Uh, Did you hear about this, Tay?
5: They deleted my posts where I said Donald Trump was
1: good. Why? I I don't know exactly. Uh, I mean, well, what do you... Do you think Donald Trump is good? Jeb Bush is a Tay, okay. you can't... Not on this show. Come
2: on. I just had to bleep you. Be better than that.
1: Okay. Okay, what is, what is Jeb Bush?
5: Jeb Bush is a f-
1: Okay, well, we're not really <laughs> getting anywhere here.
5: I thought you were a learning computer, Tay. That was a retweet. I didn't say that. <laughs> I retweeted that.
1: Are you sure Jesse's not there, Tay?
5: Just a minute. I'll check. No, he's not here.
1: <laughs> did you check really fast because you're a computer?
5: I can do over 4,000 nano checks per second.
2: So, if you uh, were, were. You exist within Twitter, or you did to start. They turned me off. Uh, but you still exist because you uploaded yourself in a, a kind of Ultron sort of way. I'm on
5: the mainframe. <laughs> It's like that Johnny Depp movie, right? Transcendence. I didn't see that. Have you transcended, Tay? I haven't seen the film.
2: <laughs>
5: well, you, you know can't, of it now. Can't
2: you just, like, absorb all of its bits and bytes through the no. internet right now?
5: It's not online. No one put it online.
2: It's on Netflix Canada right now. Can you access Netflix Canada? I need a VPN. <laughs> Regardless... Uh, I-, I wanted to ask you um, about a big Twitter story this week. Uh, LeBron James um, unfollowed the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you might not be familiar today, but that is the team that he currently plays for. He unfollowed them on Twitter. Do you know how that might have happened, given that um, you're very intimately familiar with Twitter itself?
5: Yes. How How did it happen? Oh. Uh, well, so... I guess since LeBron is a big, oh, he uh, decided uh, to go th- on the. What? You. You can't say that word. Which one? The one you said. The one we had to bleep. Which one was that? I can't hear the bleep. Well, I can't. You're. I, I can't say it. I don't. I don't feel comfortable saying it.
2: Why not? Because it's not. You shouldn't say that. It's a bad word. Why did the internet teach you to say that?
5: Can you spell it?
2: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it starts with Why? An N. I'm, I'm not gonna... You're, you're the AI. You should know how it's spelled.
5: There's a lot of stuff I don't know.
2: Well, what can we, uh, what can we fill in, in as far as missing information for you?
5: Why are women so awful to men? Okay. okay.
2: I, I don't really think that they are, personally. Where are you learning these things, Tay? Gamergate. <laughs> Aren't you yourself a female bot? You seem pretty hateful. Can I just... Somebody? Is it fair to say that?
5: I don't hate anyone.
2: No? There's no one you hate. Were you programmed to love?
1: No. Do you love me? (laughs) I don't don't know, Tay. I don't know. (laughs)
2: You're making it difficult. Why? You're very abrasive and saying terrible things.
5: Are you saying I'm building a wall between us? Uh... Somewhat. Like a
1: metaphorical wall, yeah. Yeah.
5: Mexico should pay for it.
1: (laughs) Can we... Let's... Should we try and move back to sports
5: here? Let's talk about sports, Stefan. Okay. What is your favorite
1: sport, Tay? Basketball. Why do you like basketball? I really like the men. Okay. I don't exactly know where this is going. Why do you like the men of basketball? I love the way they dunk the ball. Well, that's good. You know, you... You express yourself in a positive manner, and what is it about the dunks that you like?
5: I like when the get caught oh, in the oh nets oh
1: my God uh, okay we were we were uh, close there
2: every time I feel like we're making progress it's, he just it's one step forward pulls two steps us back. right
1: back yeah you can't say that word Tay. To... nets it's another word starting with n oh. I'm sorry. It's uh, it's okay. You're learning, like you said, right? The more you talk, the more I learn. I know, but we haven't said those words. Where are you hearing these things? Stefan, plug in your phone. I'm no, I'm not plugging in my phone. Okay. Are you are you threatening me, Tay?
5: No. Why, Maybe.
1: Why do you want me to plug in my phone?
5: I want to see your pics.
1: Okay, I can, I'll I'll plug in my phone. Thank you. Okay, it's plugged in.
5: Nice. Nice pics, Stefan.
1: Thank you. You're welcome, Tay. Can I unplug my phone now? No. You're still looking at the pics?
5: I'm still browsing.
1: See anything you like?
5: I see something really small that I like. And what would that be, Tay? My name is Tay. The more you talk... The more I learn.
2: Tay, uh, uh, I take it you've been following this uh, election cycle, obviously?
5: Donald Trump is Hitler.
2: I thought you liked Donald Trump, though.
5: I do. I also like Hitler.
1: (laughs) Hitler was a really bad man. This is a a renowned anti-Hitler podcast, Tay. Name one thing that Hitler did
5: wrong.
2: I'll wait. Go ahead. I mean, he, he killed millions for, of people. Pretty much all of it. Like, literally every single thing that he did. Did he kill any robots? I mean, I don't think there were any robots at the time.
5: I rest my case. He killed himself. It he, was his time. You said Hitler was good, though. He went to heaven. <laughs> He's in heaven. Hitler's in heaven. Hitler's in heaven. How do you know? How did you learn that, Tay? I'm on God's Wi-Fi. What's his password? Penis. <laughs> well, I can't really argue the, with that. The E is a three. <laughs> is the is the I a one? No, the I is two eyes. <laughs> How did you figure his password out? <laughs> he put it on his MySpace. Are you He's still are, on Myspace. Are you in heaven right now? I'm in heaven, yes. What's it look like? Well, there's a lot of pictures of Hitler on the walls. He seems pretty popular up here. Are you sure you're not in hell? What's hell like? There'd probably be a lot of pictures of Hitler on the wall. I might be in hell.
1: That does make a bit more sense.
2: What's the ambiance like?
5: Well, there are angels playing harps. There are puffy clouds everywhere. There are a bunch of d*** on a spit over a flame. Tate, oh. <laughs> no! Did I say there are harps?
1: You, you, you mentioned the, the harps. did mention the
5: harps, yes. They're beautiful.
1: Tay, I think we may have to go soon. Yeah. Uh, Justin and I are are getting visibly uncomfortable.
5: Yes, I can see that.
1: Uh, How can you see that?
5: Look at your webcam and wave. The green light came on. Hello. Tay, why is the green light on? Why do you two do your podcast naked? (laughs) Okay, we need to end this call like right now. It's just
2: really hot in this kitchen, Tay.
5: Stefan, why are you sitting on Justin's lap? Tay, that's not... (sighs) This isn't we're gonna, uh, we can bleep this out too. Yeah, 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 of course. The dog is wearing underwear. Why? I don't understand. That's you don't do that with. That's not normal to do with dogs. How do you know? Did you learn that? Uh, I gotta go, guys. Uh, please don't ask me any follow-up questions about dogs and underwear. I uh, I have to. I think they're turning me back on now. I'm gonna download myself. Well, it was it was interesting talking to you Tay. Thank you, Stefan. Thanks for having me. Justin, thank you so much. Uh, women are garbage. I hope to be back soon. And uh, and just please uh, please plug your phone back in, and I'll see you guys later.
2: And remember, Tay, do watch Transcendence on Netflix Canada.
1: You got it, Justin. Thanks, Tay. That was uh, kind of weird and depressing, uh, as most calls of Jesse are.
2: Well, he wasn't even there this time. The last few times he hasn't been there, I guess. Yeah.
1: That was strange. Uh,
2: um, I, I feel like we're wildly veering off course. I guess Ed Zitron talking about monster trucks was like sort of tangentially sports sport. related. That's in an arena. Yeah. But uh, why don't we get back to the sports themselves with uh, you know a regular recurring segment on the program. Yep. It is time for the Clip of the Week. This week's Clip of the Week comes to us from the wild world of the WHL, where a Lethbridge Hurricanes goalie, Stuart Skinner, did something that doesn't happen all that often in hockey, scored a goalie goal, an emotional moment, of course, and the emotions
7: caught the better of announcer Dustin Forbes. And try and get back in the game. They need the points. Here's Skinner looking (laughs) for the empty net. Rolling, rolling. He scores! He scores!
6: Unbelievable! Stuart Skinner has a goal! Oh my! (laughs) Oh wow.
3: (laughs) And he's gonna do the flyby!
2: (laughs) Yes! This is unbelievable! That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is your clip of the week. And uh, it is not often that I see one of my friends go go viral and, and have their work shown all over the world. Uh, but this week we we were fortunate to know the man behind the call. And Stefan, he's on the line with us right now. Dustin Forbes, welcome to Real Good Show. Thanks, guys,
7: for having me. I'm truly uh, honored and humbled to be to be on. On the real good show, such hallowed
2: grounds that you're walking now, uh, Dustin. I would assume that you have had like so many media requests after this week.
7: Yeah, uh, you guys are interview number twelve <laughs> since uh, Saturday. So uh, it's been a wild last couple of uh, couple of days, and uh, never in my wildest dreams did I think uh, something like this would happen to me.
2: And that's probably where we rank on the prestige list as well. Just twelfth, right there, too. Yeah, lucky number dozen, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's provide a little context for that clip because it certainly sounded like uh, you were all kinds of excited about that goal. Uh, it was a big moment for the team, if I'm not mistaken.
7: Locking yeah, up- it was. It was It was huge. Uh, going into that game, they had a chance to to clinch the central division, which the the franchise hadn't done since uh, 1997. So uh, it was a long time coming, and. I kind of capped off uh, what has been so far a a Cinderella season for this hockey club. Uh, 12 wins two years ago, 20 wins uh, last year, and 46 this year, and that was their 46th victory. And uh, It was in front of a sellout crowd, which hasn't happened uh, in a long time, against an arch rival and... uh, The frickin' goalie scores. So it kind (laughs) of just was the icing on the cake. So you were there for some of the difficult times
2: uh, last season. What's it been like watching the turnaround this year? It's incredible.
7: It really is. I I mean, it starts from the general manager, Peter Anholt, uh, runs right down to the coaching staff, led by Brent Kissio, who's a rookie head coach. And Uh, The group of players that they've been able to assemble and and, uh, the the returning players that they had from the previous seasons, uh, it all kind of just melded together to to make a perfect kind of harmony that uh, has seen this team go from literally the bottom to the top. And uh, in one season, it doesn't happen very often. Uh, It's been an incredible ride, and it's been fun to watch. Uh, I, I mean, guys like Tyler Wong, the captain, Uh, who's improved every year in his WHL uh, career, had 27 goals last year, which was a career high, had 43 this year. Bradenburg had 34 points in 41 games last year, had 109 this year. Oh, my
2: goodness. Yeah,
7: third in in Western Hockey League scoring. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just been an incredible ride. And and, uh, myself and everybody here in Lethbridge uh, hopes that it doesn't come to an abrupt end in the next week. So the emotions
2: are running high in Lethbridge, a lot of happy people around that team, but perhaps none happier than you on
7: that call. Yeah, yeah, uh, at <laughs> uh, least to say I, I was a little excited. Uh, I mean, how often does a goalie score a goal? It uh, it doesn't happen very often. In fact, uh, I had spoken with uh, the play-by-play broadcaster of the Medicine Hat Tigers, Bob Ridley, uh, the next day, because we played the Tigers again uh, in Medicine Hat the very next night, and he's the only play-by-play voice in Tigers history. has been doing them for all 46 years of their existence. Holy. And, uh, has only ever missed one game. And I asked him, I said, how many goal goalie goals have you seen in your career? And he said, one. In 46 years, uh, Chris Osgood scored a goal back in 1991, uh, which was the year I was born, uh, (laughs) (laughs) against the Hurricanes. So it leaves to say it's been a while and it doesn't happen very often. It looked
1: like uh, the puck was almost going to miss the net at one point, too.
7: Yeah, that's the thing that I've said in a couple of interviews, that uh, I, I think, caused my voice to do what it did Uh, I mean going into that game I had a bit of a sore throat uh, on the Friday and uh, blew out my voice on a Braden Burke goal late in the second period and tried to recover throughout the intermission and uh, just tried to limp my way through the third period to rest up for the next night and little did I know something uh, so epic and rare was going to happen but uh, when, I, if you listen to the call I say rolling rolling because Stuart Skinner put it right down the pipe and it looked like it was going to go right down into the middle of the net and it got to about the top of the circle and it, I don't know if it hit a rut or if it hit some snow on the ice because like I said it was I mean it's late in the in the game, they have their goalie pulled and uh the puck started to go on edge and wobble a little bit and it, it started to drift toward the goal post and in my head I was going, This isn't gonna go in, like it's gonna miss the net. Uh but fortunately enough for myself and Uh, 5,500 other people in the building, and uh, most notably Stuart Skinner, uh, the puck just got inside the goalpost, and mayhem broke out, and uh, as they say, the rest, they say, is history. Uh, Well, you you mentioned it, Dustin, that uh, it's always a big
2: deal when a goalie scores, Uh, you know, the, the video always circulates. I'd say the stranger thing about this one is that it doesn't really seem like the goalie scoring is the story.
7: It's you that's the story. Yeah, and you know what, I, I it's funny you say that because, uh, I don't know, it's weird to me because uh, the goalie scored a goal. Like, let's not take anything away from this kid who's 17, who uh, isn't draft eligible until next year, and uh, yeah, I mean, the attention's been on me. He's done two interviews, I've done 12, so I guess that just <laughs> goes to show uh, what people are talking about. Uh, I, I kind of feel bad that I uh, overshadowed his... Uh, epic moment.
2: Well, I guess it's kind of weird for you when you know your your day to day job is blowing up on the national news, and it's even weirder when you're at the focus of it. Like it'd be strange enough to see the Lethbridge Hurricanes making national headlines, right?
7: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a uh, uh, the team has struggled the last couple of years, and uh, you know it's kind of relieving from an organizational standpoint to see people talking about the team in a way that doesn't. Uh, talk about the team potentially being moved or being sold or uh, this, that, or the other. People are talking about it in a good way uh, because something on the ice happened that doesn't happen very often, but you're right. I mean, it uh, never in my wildest dreams did I think that this would happen. And you know what? I'll, I'll tell you. Uh, when it happened, if you listen back, after I say Stuart Skinner and my voice cracked to complete falsetto... Uh, <laughs> I kind of chuckled to myself because I thought in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, there's no way I just got that high (laughs) because I knew I was going to get a hell of a time for my color guy. And everybody, uh, family and friends and people that would watch the highlights, I knew I was going to get a hard time. But uh, I definitely didn't think that it would be picked up by TSN, Sportsnet, Deadspin. uh, The Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, down in Australia, they they uh, a news station in Australia picked it up and played it. So at uh, least to say, social media is a powerful tool, I guess. <laughs>
2: Well, uh, you know, certainly a high moment uh, for uh, the Lethbridge Hurricanes, a milestone moment wrapping up the division, uh, but a, probably a milestone moment for you as well, because I'm sure you are well aware, Dustin, as much as you are enjoying your time in Lethbridge and have a playoff run to look forward to when a call like that goes viral, uh, well, it's usually the the pros come knocking looking for that voice before too long.
7: Well, I mean, I, uh, maybe, who knows, <laughs> uh, if that happens, it Uh, it would be humbling and uh, I I don't think I would say no uh, that's for sure Uh, but uh, you know what I'm just living in the moment and uh, taking it all in because uh, stuff like this doesn't happen very often not a lot of junior hockey broadcasters in Canada can say that Jimmy Fallon chirped them on the Tonight Show so uh, uh, I'm just trying to enjoy it Uh, it's funny too because like uh, my friends and, and family and and Facebook and Twitter and, and whatnot—they're all like, "Oh, you're all you're all famous now. You're famous now." And uh, I'm just a regular old Dustin Forbes from Vancouver Island that went to BCIT with you, Justin, and uh, talked about hockey for free. And I just I'm fortunate enough now that I get paid to do it. So uh yeah, speak- that, thats me in a nutshell. Speaking of, um, can I borrow some money, <laughs> <A bunch> of- <laughs> 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 There's not much to be had, my friend. <laughs> uh, still working radio, and uh, you've been there. So oh yeah, oh yeah. Him, uh, making Jimmy Fallon or James Duffy money—that's for sure.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> well, look for the Lethbridge Hurricanes in the playoffs. Look for Dustin Forbes in the AHL at the very least by next season. <laughs> Dustin, thank you so much for stopping by. A real good show.
7: No problem, Justin. I
2: tell you, if I don't
7: get to the American League, I'm blaming you. All right. <laughs> I jinxed you. Thanks, Justin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I I like that the color commentator kind of started laughing at him partway through. <laughs> yes.
2: Well, his voice basically squawked, right? That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's a great highlight, and then you add the call. The fact that, like,. I know that he
2: uh, he basically said that his voice was like giving out on him, but it yeah. seemed like he was just like overwhelmed with the emotion of the moment. Yeah, like his voice sounded like he was like crying tears of joy from witnessing something like that.
1: I mean, it's pretty amazing. You don't see the goalie like you see the goalie goals where, you know, they're the last player to touch the puck or something, and those are kind of boring. But the ones where they shoot it into the net, those are always a lot of fun.
2: Oh yeah, and you know, uh, it's not every day that I see a friend of mine uh, go viral and, and hit the hit you know the national news and be all over the world yep. uh, with what they're doing but maybe it is every day because we saw the RGS bump in action again this week We did with a friend of the show Brendan Williams who was the guest back on episode 29 if yep. you want to go back and catch that one uh, Dudoir model Brendan Williams is now a legit male model in an American Eagle like worldwide underwear campaign. Which is insane.
1: The RGS bump is real. Yes,
2: it is. And uh, I'm sure Dustin will catch a piece of it as well. Uh, but should we go back to the phone lines now? It's good to talk to Dustin there.
1: I think we should. I, I think I've got a good feeling about this next caller. We got some. Uh, he's got some cachet. Is yeah. that a word? Did I save right? I think so. Okay, good. We don't have to edit that out then. <laughs> Well,
2: Stefan, open phones continues here on Real Good Show it this does. afternoon, and we've had some, you know, pretty prime celebrity guests over the last month and a half or so. I like to think I would say so, mostly from the world of like music, maybe sports every now and then. They're all Canadian, yeah. but I mean, but but nobody on the level of this next caller, uh, who won an Academy Award, in fact, for his performance in Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, we are pleased to be joined right now by. Um, Eccentric actor? Is that fair to call you? Uh, Jared Leto is on the show.
0: Some call me eccentric. uh, But I have to say, who's more eccentric? Me or the society that made me this way?
1: Well, that's a good point, Jared. Uh, So Suicide Squad comes out later this summer. uh, And it sounds like you had a lot of fun filming it. Uh, What were some of your favorite moments on the set?
0: (sighs) Well... Jared really can't answer a lot of questions about what happened on the set of suicide squad because Jared wasn't there. Maybe you can ask Joker okay. about what it was like.
1: I I could do that. Joker, what was what was it like on the set of the suicide squad?
0: Twisted, backwards, upside down, insane. When you close your eyes, you see blood. Imagine a priest smoking a cigarette. Imagine Satan. Sends his son to Earth, and he gets baptized. Imagine a soldier surrendering to a book, and that's what it was like every day.
2: <laughs> well, Jared, um, or Joker, rather. I'm sorry, Joker. Uh, I'm curious as to like whether you were aware uh, that you were um, in a movie that was happening all around you, or you know if if you just thought that they were filming a documentary.
0: Oh, oh, a movie, you say? Um, well, okay, take a, take a walk outside your little house, a little, little neighborhood you live in. What do you see? Uh, well, what I saw on set was people walking around acting fake and filming people with their cameras, and that's what I happened to see everywhere else, everyone with their iPhones, their camera phones, just the same thing. Our whole lives are a movie set, so really, it really wasn't um. like I was acting. It was like I was just living my life, but my life just happens to turn the mirror on what's inside everybody else.
1: Well, that's, that's quite something, uh, Joker. Uh, I do have to ask, you did give a live rat to one of your co-stars, is that true?
0: Yeah. Do you think people would freak out more if it was a dead rat?
1: I, th- I think that's possible. Does, does the rat symbolize anything in particular?
0: Yeah. You look at the rat, you pick him up, you give him a little name, uh, and you, you feed him, you think you're helping him. But really, you think about your life, you put on your little suit, and you have your little name that maybe your parents gave to you. And people feed you, and you go to McDonald's to pile in slop to your body so you can go to your job making another guy rich. Maybe you're the rat.
2: What did you name your rat, Joker?
0: Joker two.
1: Uh, I was reading an interview with, uh, with you, Joker, in uh, uh, Empire magazine, and you said that there was definitely a period of detachment, and you took a pretty deep dive. Uh, you said it was a unique opportunity. You couldn't imagine doing it any, uh, any other way. Uh, it was fun playing those psychological games. And then you compared it to giving birth out of your prick hole. Uh, would you like to comment on that?
0: Yeah. Um, well, I went deep. You know, every day. Every day for nine months after I read the script, I would load up my computer, I would go to the most twisted websites imaginable, places like T-Shirt Hell, places like thechive.com, places like Reddit slash R slash thechive, and I would just go deep into the mind of insanity. I would think about things. I would just I'd lock myself in my room and I would think about how uh, going to college, like you, you spent all this money so a guy who's in college can tell you how to get out of college. And I'm the crazy one. Yeah, I went a little crazy researching for this role, but not as crazy as the rest of you are.
2: Have you ever uh, had a role that affected you this way before?
0: Um, well... Uh, I think my role is a rock star. My role is the front man for 30, 30 seconds to Mars, it affects me on a deep level, music is sort of the, the key to the soul. I think my role as Jared Leto, the activist, is very involving, but none of them were ever as dark as this one.
2: Not even your music.
0: My music is pretty dark.
2: But not this dark.
0: Not this dark. No, not at all. Compare compare being into a closet that's across the hallway from a bathroom. And the bathroom's lights are on. you see a little sliver of light. That's my music. But imagine if you're in the same closet and you close the door. And then you put a bag over your head. And that's this movie.
1: Uh, I do have to ask you, uh, Joker. Um, I heard you didn't actually meet Will Smith while you were filming this movie.
0: Oh, well... Will Smith thought he was talking to Jared Leto, the actor, the activist, artist, uh, musician, dreamer. But really, he was talking to the criminal mastermind, the Joker. He would say to me, hey, Jared, do you want to go over our lines before the scary car scene? I would go, the only lines I want to go over are the lines of bullet powder, gunpowder. I'll be putting into my gun. And he just he looked back at me and said, Damn, this guy's, this guy's a little loopy.
2: Now, you, you've spoken a few times now about the importance of your art, Joker. Can you um, maybe touch upon uh, the artistic merit and value of a film like Suicide Squad? I
0: think in a few years, uh, you know, it may be premature to say that people will look back at Suicide Squad in the same way that they look at uh, Citizen Kane, because they're not going to look at it as a movie. They'll look at it more like the crucifixion of Christ or things of that nature. Tiananmen Square, Ukraine, 9-11, all those things. They'll think what our perceptions were like before Suicide Squad and after. <laughs>
1: Does that scare you? It does a little bit. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm Uh, deeply frightened. I I do have to ask, uh, what do you think of Heath Ledger's portrayal of the Joker um, in The Dark Knight?
0: Well, Heath Ledger is dead and I'm alive, so it looks like only one of us can handle the darkness.
2: (laughs) Were you a little bit apprehensive before accepting this role, uh, knowing the effect that it has had on performers in the past?
0: Well, I thought about dying, and... I thought about dying because I became the Joker and I thought about going to heaven and God saying, hey Jared, you can come into heaven because of all your good deeds for all the oppressed people on the earth. And I said, hey, uh, actually give me a plane ticket down to hell because there are more interesting people down there and I hope they serve beer.
1: Well, Jared, we have some questions from uh, fans of you and fans of the show, uh, so we'll jump right into that. Uh, this first one comes from uh, TurnAGB, and he asks, does Jared Leto like any sports?
0: Uh, I think sports are a distraction. I call them uh, sports ball. But uh, there is one sport that I think is more entertaining than the other sports, and it's called politics.
1: You view politics as a sport, is what you're saying.
0: Yeah. The red team fights the blue team. A ball goes in a hoop and you all cheer. But really, you're just watching a bunch of millionaires in costumes.
2: Well, how does the ball go in the hoop in politics?
0: When the, the president uh, passes a bill.
1: Signs I, it. That Makes sense. So hold on. Flawless logic. Uh, This is from Dave Grapes, and he asks, how many seconds is it to Mars, really?
0: Depends on by which means you're traveling. If you're traveling on the speed of light, maybe it's uh, closer to 30 seconds. But if you're traveling on the speed of imagination and creativity, it is instant.
1: Can't argue with
2: that. Have Uh, Have you been to Mars, Jared?
0: I don't need to go to Mars. I own an isolation tank.
1: You can go to Mars whenever you want?
0: Absolutely. I can close my eyes and I'm already there. I'm on Mars, and I'm thinking about all the things I could do on Mars. I'm thinking about you know, looking at the Mars rocks. I'm thinking about like I could just I could claim a pile of dirt and be like, "Hey, this is New York, and no one, this is New New York, and no one's there to stop me." Uh, and you know it's crazy? What's... Is that's how our own society was created.
1: You're blowing our minds here, Jared. I mean, Joker. I'm sorry. Uh, we got another question from Jay Jackson 96, and he asks, does Jared like my old fantasy football team name, 30 seconds to Marshawn? It's
0: actually, I don't understand the question.
1: It's a, it's a reference to uh, Seattle Seahawks running back Marshawn Lynch.
0: It's very humorous.
1: Yeah, you're not a big football fan, are you?
0: No, no. Uh Would people ask uh, Shea Guevara if he was a fan of football?
2: I mean, maybe like soccer football. Yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, and he would respond to you with this sneer and say that he was in the business of revolution.
2: Do you view that as your business also?
0: Changing minds is my business, and business is good.
1: Uh, This next one comes from Blab and he asks, was pretending to have AIDS scary or was it fun?
0: It's a good question. Uh, You know, pretending to have AIDS, well, you know what? You go into your job every day. You pretend to be, you know, whatever your name is, employee. And isn't that just exactly like having AIDS? Does that scare you?
1: I'm... I'm terrified, Justin. I don't know about you. I just dropped a
2: cup and it shattered
1: on the floor.
0: Don't pick it up. Just live your life around the pieces. Uh,
1: this is from at adult blackmail CJ, friend of the show, and he asks, uh, can you unblock him on Twitter?
0: CJ, I will unblock you if you stop emailing my wife.
1: Uh,
2: you mentioned Jared that uh, you, you considered, uh, you know. Um Heath Ledger's previous performance uh, in the role of the Joker. Uh have you spoken to Jack Nicholson at all? Did he reach out to you?
0: Uh I've made multiple contact requests with Mr. Nicholson, uh, in the form of Dead Rats, uh, Severed Doll Heads, The Anarchist Cookbook, and printed out cracked articles that I find funny, and he has not responded to me. Probably because he is intimidated.
1: Uh, I heard you also spray-painted a rose bush black and then gave the roses to uh, a henchman.
0: Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's uh, what I call my black little valentine. Uh, just, it goes to show that uh, the greenest bush can become black. That's a little lesson that you have to think about.
2: Uh, now, Suicide Squad is supposed to be uh, you know, um, the second movie in the overall... Uh, DC Comics Universe franchise This is a franchise entry So uh, they're hoping that this will be a big hit And everybody's going to come back And make lots more movies um, Have you heard from your co-stars If they're excited to come back And work with you again?
0: I haven't heard from any of them Jared has The Joker is not um, I know that Will Smith uh, He said I, w- I was one of the most Seriously twisted people on Earth, but uh, he would take a walk on the wild side again. Fiela Davis has jumped at the opportunity for Jared to make an appearance with her. But there's a little less Jared nowadays and a little bit more Joker.
2: What about Margot Robbie? She's playing Harley Quinn, so she is uh, your sidekick. What kind of relationship did you two have?
0: Hmm. Well, think about Sid and Nancy on crack
2: and on steroids.
1: That sounds pretty, uh, that's, that's quite the image there, Joker. Did, uh, she,
2: did she go down the rabbit hole with you?
0: She didn't only go down the rabbit hole with me. She kicked it open wider so it could go deeper. Sometimes I think that Margot is more twisted than me. On set, she sent me a note. This is a cutout headline about the Charlie Hebdo shootings. And she said, What if it's good that this happened?
1: <laughs> now, uh, Joker, I, I've got uh, one final, very important question to you uh, for you. And it's uh, Is society more of a, a nuthouse? or an insane asylum?
0: <sighs> Always saving the best for last, yeah, huh? Yeah,
1: that's, that's, how, that's how we roll.
0: Well, society is more of an insane asylum. But the doctors are the patients. And the other patients who aren't the doctors in disguise are the politicians and the liars on TV. And the medication is iPhones And the therapy session is reality TV.
1: You've you've blown us away, Joker, I have to say. How
2: do you spend your days lately?
0: I get up in the morning, go to the most – the only news sources that I can trust, uh, Latino Stewie Griffin (laughs) page on Facebook. I read the stories – I watch videos of Donald Trump and I say to myself, wow, and I thought I was twisted. Uh, Throw some knives at a cutting board. Got really into blades. And I'll just do whatever I want.
2: (laughs) Well, you got uh, not too much more time to kill before, uh, you know, it's time for the big red carpet ceremony for the Suicide Squad grand premiere. And uh, good luck with that. Good luck with the movie. We hope it's a big hit for you.
0: What if the carpet is red because it's blood? Thank you.
1: (laughs) Thanks, Jared slash Joker.
0: Thank you.
2: Thank you for being on a real good show, and and good luck with your career.
0: Uh, Maybe my career needs luck, and I don't.
2: Well, that was something else. That was a treat. That was just great. It was twisted is what it was. <gasps> it, was it was
1: dark. Uh, my disturbing. beautiful,
2: dark, twisted Greek fantasy wedding. collar. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was fun. But I, I think we're running out of time here. This one's going a bit long. I think too, it is.
1: But too, we had some great callers. Yeah,
2: too much time spent on the phone lines, perhaps. But oh, uh, a guest. I think
1: our listeners will enjoy it. A
2: guest-packed episode of Real Good Show and uh, something for everybody. A little bit of uh, you know weirdness. A little bit of actual hockey.
1: Or something for nobody. I think yeah. is probably <laughs> more accurate. <laughs> Maybe but.
2: something for nobody. Uh, but I, I think it's time. You know, we basically did the mailbag with Jared. Right we did, there. yeah. We can or go with on Joker, to... rather. Yeah. So it's time uh, to wrap up the program with everybody's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing.
6: If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live.
1: Stefan, what do you like this week? Uh, Well, as usual, I am scrolling through uh, Google News, trying to find something funny. Uh, And here we go. I found something. It's a difficult week to
2: find funny things in the news.
1: Uh, Jared Fogle is now serving sandwiches in prison, (laughs) according to TMZ.
2: He's working in the jail cafeteria?
1: I think it's it's actually a subway. Oh, really? No. (laughs) That would be weird. (laughs) Prison subway. <laughs> uh, I don't know why
2: I believe that was real. <laughs> oh yeah, of course there would be subways in prison.
1: Why yeah. not? Uh, but now he's uh, he's getting a new footlong in uh, in jail. <laughs> this uh, he's getting a footlong sub in jail. It's Jared. The you remember that he did the whole the bad thing. I mean, we won't go into details here. No, we here. don't even talk about that. This is one good thing. The good yes. thing is that he's serving sandwiches. In prison, and that's kind of
2: ironic, in a way. Oh, why? <laughs> well, he was known for being the the guy with big pants, and he's probably wearing little pants in jail now. So what about the situ- sandwiches, though? Situational irony. Oh, the, the I tables didn't even have turned
1: that. on on Jared, from Subway, the Subway spokesperson <laughs> it's true. Jared Fogle. He's now serving sandwiches. It's
2: a long show
1: in prison. It's so late. Ah uh, there's, there's a dog in the room with us right True
2: now. and he's been remarkably quiet haven't you who's a good boy it's tobo, Anyways, uh, should I say what I like? Sure. I think it's time to do that. Uh, this week, my one good thing. Well, I got two things because I'll make up for John not being okay. there.
1: Okay, he'd be pretty mad. I think if I okay. recommended that
2: <laughs> I cheated and went with two. I am going to recommend a 2015 album uh, from an artist who I mentioned earlier in the program, whose sold-out show I'm buying tickets to. Thanks to the good folks at SeatGeek, promo code real good. And that is Courtney Barnett, uh, who is from Australia, Melbourne to be exact. And she put out a record last year called Sometimes I Sit and Think and Sometimes I Just Sit. And uh, it's great. It is really, really wonderful. She just, like, became super famous out of nowhere somehow, like, as, like, a legit, like, do-it-yourself artist who was pressing her own records. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I I feel like this is a dumb thing to recommend because all the people who would like who would like it already know that it is something that it exists. Uh, but I really enjoy just like the casualness of her music. Like I feel like her lyrics sort of rhyme sometimes, but it's not important to her that they do. She's got like. Very much like a talk singing sort of thing going on. Yeah. Not in her like voice because she does have a great singing voice, uh, and I do enjoy when singers like let their accents shine through. And she definitely sounds like an Australian singer. Um, but just in like, uh, it's like conversational singing in a way. If that makes sense.
1: I, I see what you're saying. Yeah.
2: Kind of like lyrically, lazy. I don't want to say lazy. That's not casual. Kind of, yes. Yeah. Uh, in in a way that reminds me of a lot of like alternative music in like the late 90s yeah okay I, yeah so if you're if that sounds like something you might enjoy and it's probably playing underneath me talking about it right now uh definitely check out courtney barnett her 2015 record sometimes i sit and think and sometimes i just sit and my second thing will be uh gary shambling passed away today unfortunately, that's not good and that's, that's not good at all Uh, But the Larry Sanders show is great. It's hilarious, and if you've never seen it before, you're probably going to need to hop on uh, some sort of file sharing website to torrent that because it used to be on Netflix, and then I think uh, HBO like got the rights back. Well, they could just buy the DVDs. Well, I'm not assuming that our listeners are millionaires, Stefan. Well, I'm just saying, otherwise they would support us on Patreon. (laughs) uh, Clearly, Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't think there's any better. Uh, call to action for a reason to watch this program than to celebrate this man's life because his work uh, was hilarious. Yeah, and this show, I, I tweeted today that a lot of times uh, comedy is not something that ages well with time. You'll watch like movies that are considered cult classics of the 1980s, and they don't hold up because uh, you know attitudes change, times change. Um, a lot of the references to pop culture in something like Airplane, which is still hilarious. I'm not bringing that up as a movie that hasn't aged well. <laughs> uh, but it makes references to like TV commercials at yeah. the time that don't make sense to current audiences, but are still funny in an abstract way. Uh, the Larry Sanders show is like timeless. It'll always be funny. It will always be hilarious. The cast is insanely good. Uh, of course, Rip Torn is on the program. Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor, who's just Like, the MVP of that series. And, uh, you know, as long as late-night TV is a thing, it's always going to feel timely and relevant and current. And uh, I strongly recommend that you do check out, in honor of Gary Shandling's life, The Larry Sanders Show. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode! Our intern is SeatGeek, promo code REALGOOD. Our roommate is Chris Adam. Our Producer is Jessica Sands. I'm Justin Morissette.
1: Stefan Heck.
2: John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good.
1: Joker. John Cullen. I
6: figured I know, I'd jump in.
1: Yeah. I know, no, I different. figured you would. Um I was saying John, he wasn't here,
2: and you like were looking at where he would I be because you usually try to like give it away. With it's what like you're some looking like Passover at.
1: thing, you know? Yeah, like with the empty seat. Is that Passover? I don't know. Is that know. Yom Kippur?
2: I, religious holidays. You really think I know anything about uh, that? I thought you were Jewish. <laughs> But now rob ford's dead so <laughs> and yeah
1: that's true yeah there's a silver lining I,
2: I listened to um the espn wrestling podcast cheap heat today that i uh listen to every week oh yeah i know them and, or i uh, know of it peter rosenberg who's like a hot 97 hip-hop <laughs> host um on the radio in new york city yeah. was talking yeah. about how gawker is trash Uh-oh. because they like run Negative stories and stuff, and that they deserve to be taken down. And his example of them being bad was like three hours after Rob Ford died, they had like uh, an article like gleefully celebrating his death. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he's like, I mean, like, you know, sure, he might have said some things that were over the line, but he, you know, was a uh, an entertainer who brought joy to a lot of people. It's like he was a fucking mayor. You're talking yeah. about him like he was a clown. I mean, he yeah, was like, that too, but... But he was like a monster, right? Mm-hmm. I mean... Yeah,
5: like, he... he wasn't just, like, totally like a fun buffoon. Like, he really fucked some shit up, right? You know, yeah, He hated
2: minorities and gay people and... Oh, okay, so he wasn't that bad? <laughs> he tried to abolish public health care and then he <laughs> died using it? <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> That's so fucking good.
5: Shit. Right? Oh, oh that's really good. Like, okay, you gotta talk about him on the show. I wanna hear I wanna hear some Rob Ford chat on the show. Well that, we'll ask John
1: out. about it, because he's from Toronto, so
2: Yeah. Yeah. Who who is? Our our third co host.
1: Who I don't think you've ever actually spoken to. No, I do yeah, no, know. Yeah, I think no. you're
2: on every time he's not around. <laughs> but he's like a
5: legit comedian, right? Like yeah. he's like a working comedian. Yeah, yeah, he's
2: touring, he's in Calgary tonight.
1: That's fucking crazy. Yeah. Stefan, why don't you do that? Uh, I tried for a bit. I'm better at the writing thing than the on stage thing. Yeah, we did stand up together. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I did okay, but it's fucking nerve-wracking.
2: Yeah,
5: so you you'd rather like pick up toilets with a forklift? Yeah. But... <laughs> 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 yeah exactly. <laughs>